What are your expectations when you walk in on Sunday morning of worship? Point me to Jesus. Yeah. Give me Jesus. We can fumble around like morons up there. We can make mistakes. We can be over the top. We can be trying too hard. We can be all of that. But at the end of the day, if you want Jesus, yeah. then I want to be there. Hi, this is Ben Lowell, and welcome to Back to the Bible Canada and Truth in Life Today. And we're continuing our discussions on worship uh, today with Dr. John Newfeld again. Yeah, oh, again, you're I always guess here. It's, it's, nice always here. Thing. it's nice to have you here this time, <laughs> Dr. John and, and special guest, uh, Shane Weeb, who's done so much music for Back to the Bible and our special events and uh, leads worship. And uh, we're just very grateful. He's very thoughtful about worship. So we're grateful that he's here again today. Uh, you know, we uh, uh, left our conversation, and I have to say, is sort of the conversation sort of burned on after the last episode because I, I sense we're passionate <laughs> about this whole thing called worship. And uh, maybe we define it too narrowly sometimes. What, what does it mean to actually worship? But in the context of the church, in the context of corporate worship, what are the other things you think that we need to be engaging or thinking about when it comes to worship? Yeah, now, you see, I want to say something, that if you go to a, an evangelical Anglican church, there is a very definitive liturgy that is designed to take a person through the gospel. Yeah, so the, just before you go on, yeah. liturgy can be a bit of a frightening word. Yeah. Help us understand a little bit more about what that, what that is. Well, it's an order of service, but it's also an order of service that is supposed to express some definitive point. Okay. And so, you know, I mean, it's just a technical word. So we can simply say it's an order of service. It's how we put the worship service together. Okay. Uh, but, you know, often you'll, you'll have in those kind of high church settings a, a time of adoration to God, and then you'll have a time of uh, confession of sin. Because sometimes, you know, people come in and they're, I mean, they don't think they're sinful, and they need to come to terms with their own sin. And then there are other people that feel they're so sinful, they don't even think they belong right. there. So now you've got to have to bring that person into the presence of God and help them to see that the cross of Christ is sufficient to tear that barrier between God and man, that the Holy of Holies has been torn, and you're invited to enter by the blood of Christ. Be confident in Jesus and in his blood. Mm -hmm. So cross-centered worship needs to be there. Yeah. And then out of that needs to flow that whole recommitment of life, body, and soul to Christ. So I think, from my vantage point, those three elements of adoration, of uh, focusing in on the cross, taking away our sin, and of a reaffirmation of myself in dedication to God. I mean, I think those three things should be there, I'm going to say, almost every single worship mm -hmm. service. Yeah. So in essence, you're saying we need to be a little bit more thoughtful about how we structure. Yeah, rather than just do. grabbing a song mm -hmm. and saying, what have I heard, what can work this time, right? Yeah. Instead of thinking about it in that way. Good, excellent, excellent. Shane? Yeah, no, I love that. I think we talked about it last week, and, and this is the chapter of my life right now, intention, coming back to intention. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. And, and you talked about defining worship. Sometimes it can be too narrow. I think from my own perspective, whether it's planning a liturgical approach to a service or whether it's walking down the street, having an attitude of worship. Right? I think um, I, heard, I heard it so well described from a good friend of mine in Winnipeg, uh, if you're watching Dwight, this is from you, thank you, but his, his perspective on the posture of worship. Mm -hmm. Worship as a service to God, worship as a service to one another, and worship as the posture or the attitude toward God in all things. 
And so I think that if there's some education on that mm-hmm. as we go into the, the liturgy of what it is that we're bringing um, to the congregation, not just to us, we need to yeah. disseminate this. We need to spend the time, it's a valuable time for a worship pastor to say, I'm going to spend the first 20 minutes of the service today talking about the intention behind what we're doing here. Yeah. I want to go through some scripture passages that deal with why I do the things I do. Um, and then just coming to terms with the fact that your whole life is a worship service. When we concentrate worship into that 20 minutes of, of singing together, um, we're putting sort of an undue and strange strain on connection, intimate connection with Christ. Mm. Like all of the weeks, passionate connection are supposed to be right here in this 20 minutes of a worship set in a, in a Sunday morning. Um, if it can be an extension of, a, of an attitude of worship that you've carried throughout the week, that now once we're together as brothers and sisters in Christ, there's this amazing Holy Spirit synergy thing going on. Um, better together, always better together, right? This culmination, that's different. A culmination rather than putting it all on that one 20-minute segment. Give me a sense, John, of what you might think is a biblical definition of worship. Well, I think it's just very simply expressing of adoration to God. Yeah. There you go. Um, you know, that I, with my whole soul and being, live for the glory of God. And I want to find a way to express that. I, I just don't think it's that much more complicated than yeah. that. Can I get back to something that, that you, were, you were talking about? You had mentioned just briefly uh, the place of reading of Scripture during worship. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's been lacking as well. Sure. And we need to bring that back in. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Shane, I love it when um, on a v- worship service we have members of the congregation, people who know how to read Scripture well. I mean, you can't have someone mumbling yeah. and stumbling their way through it because, again, I don't think that's skillful. It's not an amateur hour. But when you have great readers mm-hmm. who come at a certain point in time read the text. Oh, yeah. I mean, that just, boy, that just it's huge. ministers to my soul. And in our church we have children doing that. That's very good. And idea. it's... Oh my goodness! Yeah, right. Like these are these beings have been empowered by the Spirit of God to silence yeah. the power of the enemy. Oh. This is amazing. So yeah. talk about our little warriors coming up there, and to see this little kid walk up with the Bible, put it on the you know, pull the mic away, right down, and then read a, a scripture passage from Ephesians, and just like, oh man, like I I love that. So that's just a a personal thing. So we confine ourselves, what did you guys say? We confine ourselves sometimes thinking, okay, we're talking about worship for Sunday. Mm -hmm. Okay, that means what songs are we going to sing? It's an element of what we're doing in worship, but it's not the full package. No, I think, I mean, if I get back to the definition I've used, I think what we're trying to help individuals to understand is how does a human life adore, give praise to, and find glory in God? Yeah. So we're, we're trying to help them and pattern their lifestyle in right. that fashion. So when they come together, they, you know, they've always been in the presence of God, except they haven't sometimes been aware of right. it. But now we're simply saying, folks, we want you to become aware that God is all around us. Mm-hmm. How do we respond to his presence? I think that's, that's the skill of the worship leader, worship pastor, hmm. is to actually open up or, or pull back, if you will, the, the curtain and say, you are all standing in God's presence. How do we now respond? So I think that's what we're doing. I love that. Yeah. that yeah. Yeah. Shane, as you're leading worship, what are you thinking about? What are you trying to do as you lead worship? Uh, I would like to think that all of the intention has already been done at that point in time. So it, once, once we're actually on, and I mean, again, once I'm leading music through worship, worship through music, um, as that one component, 
Um, I, I, I want to be, I want to alleviate distraction, but I'm also ultimately wanting to experience the presence of God and the intimacy of working with those musicians on stage. Um, the sound guy's in on that too. Man, the sound guy always gets left out of the whole bit. And then he, <laughs> the and then he sort of, he sort of ends church. up creating his own yeah. kingdom back there, right? Yeah. Like he builds walls and, and parapets and he gets his archers and like there's this self-preservation thing that tends to happen when sound guys build their own kingdom. They're only building their own kingdom because we've kept them out of ours. Yeah. And so like huh. coming together and, and, uh, just experiencing the, the, the transformative love and presence of God. Uh-huh. And when you're there, right, the intentions happened, now you're there. Now you're in it. And then it's about invitation and it's about spiritual sensitivity, recognizing what are the things. Looking out at your congregation, what is keeping them? And take note. If they're not singing, there's a reason. Are they not singing because they're so Im- impacted by the presence of God that they've been, they've been struck dumb? Maybe that's it. Or maybe it's too high. Or maybe you're wearing really weird pants. Or maybe somebody's doing something really distracting somewhere, right? Like, and then pay attention. But ultimately, if you can remove the distraction right. proactively, bring all kinds of intention to it, and then just be in the presence of God with them. Um, skilled enough music so that it's not distracting, but not so over the top in terms of performance. That yeah, and Shane, I want to say, I don't want to see you, I want to see God, right? That's, exactly. That's where you're leading me. If I can vanish, me, right? so, yeah. uh-huh. yeah. then we've done our that's job. Good. Now, we had talked very briefly about, you know, I had mentioned before, uh, song, uh, hymns, uh, psalms, and spiritual songs. And whether or not Paul meant them as three separate categories, mm-hmm. I find it helpful to think that way. So we sometimes think about hymns in terms of doctrinal content where we express to God what he has told us of himself. And we find delight in that, right? And, uh, oh, then, absolutely. So then the Psalms, and Calvin did a lot with this. I mean, he simply wanted a hymn book that, that just expressed Psalms. And I think that's too narrow, but I love the idea that there are times when we have songs that simply sing scripture. Oh, I love that. Uh, because I have found that it's hard to memorize scripture, but if I sing the scripture, mm-hmm. man, it's right there. And then the third thing is the spiritual song, which I think is just this inner overflow of adoration. That's this passion that you mm-hmm. talk about. Uh, and so, but I think if we only do one of the three, yeah. we're so singular and, and, and monofocused that we don't capture the wholeness of what a response to God is supposed to look like. And there's also giftings involved in that. Like we need to, when the ego gets involved with the one worship pastor, and there's some great advantages to having one worship pastor, they can be very intuitive and empowering. They have great leadership programs to raise up other worship leaders. Yeah. Um, but what can also happen is, I, I mean, we all have specific giftings. Maybe some are better at the spiritual songs component and some better at these theologically charged mm-hmm. things. I mean, we just have to be so, we have some limitations in our current church culture in terms of having one music pastor that is paid a salary to come in and do his thing. Because then we almost create a situation where they have to almost shop around to different churches if they're just not getting, maybe they love the theological and they're not getting that there. Maybe they love that passionate emotional and they're not getting that there. And they almost have to shop around to find it. I mean, I hope they wouldn't. I hope they'd recognize that worship is, yeah. is a vertical connection too. But yeah, I don't know. There's some limitations there. Um, you, you, yeah. Let me ask you both quickly a personal question. What are your expectations when you walk in on Sunday morning of worship? Point me to Jesus. Give me Jesus. We can fumble around like morons up there. We can make mistakes. 
we can be over the top, we can be trying too hard, we can be all of that. But at the end of the day, if you want Jesus, yeah. then I want to be there. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and this whole idea that, that I am entering and, uh, into an understanding that, that God is everywhere present. And um, hmm. it's wonderful to sense I am now in a holy place. Amen. And this is different than everything else because I am now dedicated this time for no other purpose than to gaze at the beauty of holiness. Amen. I mean, there's something about that. I mean, that's Amen. what I want. Interesting. Maybe another subject down the road that we lost some of the sanctity of what's going on as we come together as a corporate body. Thanks, guys. It's been fantastic. I've learned a lot. Thank and, you, Shane. Uh, and that's it's a great blessed. to be here Thanks, with Shane. Yeah, it's so it's fun great to, to have here. you again, and uh, we look forward to doing more fellowship and more events with you and Angela down the road. Well, we look forward to that as well. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for joining us again. Remember, you can go to backtothebible.ca and there's multiple other ways that I don't understand that you can actually get this program. So go to backtothebible.ca. You can find out about it all. And thanks and join us again next week. We hope you're enjoying the new Truth and Life Today show with Dr. John Newfeld. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode each week. But we want you to be involved in the show. To submit your own personal questions to Dr. John, you can email us at info at backtothebible.ca or find us on Facebook by searching Truth and Life Today.